1: Alright, welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast, our first episode with uh, Nick Trujillo, which is myself, and Justin McTeer.
0: Hello. (laughs)
1: Um, We'll give you the outline about what we're trying to do. Uh, It's just a podcast with two guys that like fishing a lot and want to talk about it. That's pretty much it. Um, So we'll talk about how we started fishing uh i 'll start with me when my kid was god ten my uh, brother in law bought him a pole we went down to laguna lake bought got some uh bluegill and that was fun and then uh caught a catfish and then it uh gave me a boner and I started fucking <laughs> going, going for bass, which was a motherfuck. <laughs> in these local lakes yeah uh i tried forever we went down to ralph b my wife caught a fucking fish on a cast master a bass i still didn't catch one bullshit and then uh <laughs> kept going from there surf fish for about six seven years and then i bought a boat now i go uh out to the break wall flats stuff like that all the time with buddies justin all kinds of buddies but uh They bring me into this. I like building lures and shit like that, too. But the good thing about it is I reconnected with Justin. I've known Justin since second grade. So it's kind of crazy. Uh, I saw him on Instagram. You know, I hit him up. We started fishing. And it's a small world. But I'll let you, I'll let Justin tell how he got
0: into it. All right. Same thing. I started fishing at Laguna Lake, but it was when I was little. I was probably three or four. My dad would take me. It was Baston Cherry Lake back then. Then um, started fishing, you know, the ocean on half-day boats and stuff. We'd go out out of uh, Port Call on the Mount Walsh. Yeah. We'd go, like, every other Sunday. Um, yeah, I used to go with my grandfather. They lived in Missouri. We'd do a lot of fishing out there in the summer. Um, and then once I was... 10 i think we started going on bigger trips like for tuna and stuff i went on a five day on the royal polaris
1: that's the one you posted right yeah
0: yeah yeah and then we did fly fishing like up in the sierras and stuff we'd uh float tube with fly rods in los alamitos bay then i kind of i didn't fish too much for a while started getting back into it but then uh had kids <laughs> so
1: and then you had your punk rock days where yeah fishing that, wasn't as cool right
0: uh, I still, <laughs> nah, we still just, went yeah going like overnights and stuff yeah day boats and then uh yeah started to get back into it had kids you know couldn't go for a couple of years started taking my kids to laguna lake where i started uh same thing with bluegill and stuff uh, my son he's like crazy about it so my daughter she was like whatever you know so we'd go to the parks like ralph b so she could play and yeah he could fish and now he's uh going on half days and stuff and he's four <laughs> that's sick yeah
1: yeah i wish my my kids aren't as into it as much but my oldest is a teenager so he's a jerk right now so <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah, that's pretty much our background how we got into it. Um
0: we'll check check this out. When I left today to come here, my son's out front practicing casting. That's what he wanted to do today. <laughs>
1: that's what I do when I'm drunk at home. <laughs> into my pool. <laughs> uh so we'll talk about our favorite types of fishing. Um mine used to be uh freshwater until I started catching calico. And <laughs> To me it's it's too much pressure in the, the lakes like Diamond Valley, uh San Vicente is super cool, but it's far from us. We're yeah. you know, uh, Whittier Buena Park. But uh going to the break walls quick, man, and catch big fish. That's uh, fun. Love throwing flukes into the kelp and crankbaits. I barely started learning how to really work the crankbait next to the kelp. So that was cool. I love doing that. Uh not not big on bait. Uh, live bait. I mean, if I take out my my uh, brother in law or like a buddy, it's never fished. We'll fly line sardines, but I'd rather use lures. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, calico fishing saltwater inshore is my favorite for, by far, and then uh, spotties too, of course. But
0: yeah, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd say my favorite is. The tuna fishing for it sure. It seems like largemouth, yeah. you're always killing it at the park. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. I like with the largemouth, it's awesome on the swim baits. I have a floating one so like you see it crash on it. Yeah. Which gotta do a lot of fishing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but it's don't... awesome.
1: Yeah, throwing those big swim baits. Yeah. you think it would it would uh, scare everything away, but yeah. Who knows? So the other question, we're just going through our outline. What we're going to usually ask guests: uh, What kind of influence has ma- a fishing made on our life? Uh, my wife's mad at me all the time because I go all the time, <laughs> <laughs> and I get yelled at to go fi- when I go fishing. But nope. But really, it's a great hobby. Anything I do, I get way into it. I used to play music and play in hardcore bands, and that's all I'd want to do. But uh, fishing took that over. I love fishing, man. It's uh, Fun And when the kids are into it, when they catch big fish, it it, uh, really, you know, makes it that much more fun. Uh, Other than that, I mean, I've spent way too much money on rods. (laughs) Went and bought all these cousins' rods, and uh, they went out of business. So that's awesome that I don't have a uh, warranty on any of those anymore. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think the biggest influence was uh, maybe spending more time with the kids, too.
0: It's been great. Um. Yeah, influences on my life. I mean, growing up, it was always a, you know, awesome experience with my dad. Um, so it's cool that I get to share that with my kids now. Um, like I said, my son's like hardcore about fishing. <laughs> my daughter's getting more into it now too, which is cool. She's actually like wanting to cast and fish, and so I'm trying to get her to, you know, kind of fish on her own a little more. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, yeah, spending time with the kids. It's, you know, something healthy for them. I think it's a positive thing. And like you said, you see them catching fish. I think that's more fun than yeah, when exactly. you're catching fish. And then, I mean, I, um, I'm a tattoo artist and I draw and paint and stuff. So I've been doing a lot of like fishing related, you know, Paintings and artwork and stuff. Yeah. That's always.
1: So, yeah, that's the the kid thing's cool. But what happened to me is (laughs) it was supposed to be for my kid. And then (laughs) I buy a boat. My wife's like, we can go with the kids all the time. I never take them. (laughs) 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 But, um, the other questions I have on here is the one that got away. So I had, uh, Here's a, here's a story. We went out, me and my wife went out and hit the flats and I just heard about hookup baits. This was probably a year ago. So, uh, I'm moving my trolling motor. I put down, I bought a brand new Fenwick rod and a, uh, Corrado 200 brand new, you know, 50 pound braid. I'm fishing, catching sand bass. I put the rod down, go to flip my trolling motor up and I get slammed. It falls into the the ocean. (laughs) It's cold. It's like October. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) so i yell at my wife get my fucking rod you know (laughs) screaming she doesn't know what to do and then that's it (laughs) gone 200 and something bucks down the drain at least that's a bummer but the i I would say the biggest one that got away is is in uh the one i caught kind of ruined largemouth bass fishing for me i when i started we went to this little lake and uh it's like towards san diego called uh, lake henshaw so it's like a small Not big at all, but it's at the time it was great. You'd throw a little uh, LC three hundreds, the lipless crankbaits, yeah, catch a fish every other catch. When we went, this was a long time ago. Yeah. So my uncle was in a a big bass club called I think it was like uh bass Accords. He's in there for like (laughs) twenty years. So he told me, Hey, whenever you go down to anything with stick ups, throw blades and I'm like, I've fucking never caught anything on a spinnerbait. Yeah. You know, it looks like (laughs) some bullshit bait. So we go down there. Everyone's throwing all kinds of random shit. I start throwing blades through all these stick-ups. I get hit. Catch a little two-pounder, get hit again. And I have a Shakespeare 5-6 rod with a Daiwa Strike Force uh, baitcaster. It was like all Walmart. Yeah. So I throw it, get slammed. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking stuck on some wood or something. We see a seven-pounder fly out of the water. I'm like, That's oh, cool. fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm fucking screaming, Motherfucker. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yelling. So I get this fish to the boat and his fucking mouth was humongous. Yeah. Biggest bass I've ever caught, you know, well, biggest freshwater bass. Yeah. So then, uh, I get it into the boat, stoked, keep bass fishing, never caught anything close to that. Yeah. Freshwater. Maybe, uh, you know, a couple, three or four pounders on uh, top water, just doing, um, whopper ploppers, but nothing, nothing that good, dude. That was the shit. <laughs>
0: for a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The one that got away. It's a hard one. Yeah. It could
1: be like even a big fucking tuna or something, you know, get burnt by something.
0: Oh, I got a good one. So the last time I went tuna fishing, um, this like five years ago, uh, went on an overnight and i mean i got the fish but the biggest pain in the ass like (laughs) there was the that cork wrap you know where you you button down the the reel yeah and it started coming undone so like i couldn't button down the reel so it was like spinning (laughs) yeah moving all over the place it was like the biggest pain in the ass to get that fish in yeah and then uh yeah but i'd say the one that got away i I was like 14 and we're fishing for bluefin and uh i got one on 40 pound test and it was like probably like a 70 pound fish and it was dude crazy fight yeah. so then i hooked another one because it, it turned out getting wide open like a wide open bite and i hooked one on heavier line i think it was maybe 80 which was a lot easier but you know it's Anyways. Was I'm, that I that mono then too? Because yeah, it was that long. Yeah, was, like, yeah. No yeah. braid. No braid. Yeah. It was mono. So, you know, I was trying to get over people and stuff and I was holding it up and reeling to, you know, because yeah, it was a little shorter than everybody. <laughs> and uh, I just, I reeled the line and backed it up into the reel and it <sighs> then it went to run again and it broke, broke off. off. Yeah. It was totally Shit. my my fault too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I still I need to get out there. I still haven't called a, caught a yellowtail, and that's yeah. my next uh, mission. I'm still pretty fresh to the old saltwater thing. The boat I bought was supposed to be just for fresh water, and then yeah. I get into the harbor. I go, ah, I can go a little farther. <laughs> they start going out farther and farther until I get out caught out in Dana Point and, you know, a huge <laughs> eight-foot rollers. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but here's another big one. The funny one I got, so biggest rookie mistake that I did, so, oh, God, probably about six years ago, I bought my first boat. It was a center console, 17-foot Invader, and it had the rollers when you loaded it on the trailer, so it was the second time I took it out. I go out of Dana Point Harbor. Uh, I still didn't know how to back up the boat, good, so I had my asshole friend do it for me. He's like, oh, yeah, I back up a trailer all the time, bro. I'm fucking awesome. Smashes my fucking light right into the dock, backs up. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Oh yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I'll I'll do it good. So I have him go back, unhook everything. Uh, I I the winch was broken, so I I took the uh, safety hook off.
0: Yeah.
1: And the winch didn't lock, so he goes to back up. We're not even in the fucking water, and the whole <laughs> boat falls off the. Fucking trailer. Yes. I go, oh, fuck. I hold my face like my kid, you know, <laughs> was ready to die, dude. <laughs> and and uh, I start going, what the fuck? And then these, like, four big old guys hung on the front. We pulled it on. Yeah. Fucking horrible. Then we get out in the <laughs> ocean. I flood my engine. I'm fucking shaking because i was so nervous. I start throwing up because I had too many beers the <laughs> night before. <laughs> So that yeah that was a big mm-hmm. rookie mistake for me i I fucked up bad, yeah, and then the, yeah, that's about it. The new boat I've been pretty good. I had the uh the injectors go out a couple of times with me, and my buddy John, were' fishing the stupid piece of shit injectors went out on the mercury and but it was under warranty, so but yeah, that boat one fuck man that was <laughs> that was the worst I was a fucked up yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah i. Hey, probably the must one must be I,
1: nice to not have any rookie mistakes. I, I, I'd
0: say it's that one where I like, you know, I wasn't feeding the line back and forth on the reel, yeah. and just reeled it up into the, you yeah. know, where it jammed <laughs> it basically.
1: Yeah. Serious. That so let's a talk bar. a little bit about ourselves. So like, okay. What do you do? Like talk about yeah. what you do for a living.
0: I'm a tattoo artist. Where at? Trigger happy tattoo in La Habra. How long have you been doing that? Uh 14, 14 years now, yeah. Damn. Really? Yeah.
1: yeah. When did you first start? Ta- what well, did you who did you do first? Tattoo myself. One? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you put a happy face on your arm or what? I did a little skull. Hey, Dead Kennedy's, bro. <laughs> a Misfits fucking tattoo on your back, a skull. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I've been at Trigger Happy I think for like 8 years now. Damn.
1: Where did you work before that?
0: Uh shop in Fullerton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I worked at a shop in Texas for a short time called Archangel. That was you know, like yeah, two months or something. Damn.
1: Yeah, it's been a long career, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I do construction shit like an idiot, like everyone else. Estimator. I moved up, no more tool bags. <laughs> So this is just an intro to the podcast. It's just me and Justin. Uh, This is how it's going to be. We're going to have some cool guests. We have Eric from SWBA coming on. We have um, the guys from Western Species that are on Facebook and Instagram. And then we have uh, Harbor Creepers. So we're going to interview them. It's going to be a lot cooler than this and longer because this is our first one and it's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Trial <and> error, bro. <laughs> so it's probably only like 10 15 minutes long but we got to get something going dude and this is it so thanks for listening check out our uh instagram page it's a uh, cast underscore crank underscore podcast uh we're gonna have some shirts up we just made a shirt justin drew a pretty cool uh, logo for us and we're gonna have another shirt that we're gonna be making in october we'll have a store but uh thanks for listening
0: thanks